This is a, we had a discussion on this fascinating Gemara by the Rebbe, where the Rebbe tried to abolish the whole fast of Tishabov. The Gemara brings in uh, Megillah that Rebbe Loza said in the name of Rebbe Hanine that Rebbe Bikish Lakir Tishabov. Rebbe tried, he attempted to completely suspend the whole fast of Tishabov. And the Chachamim didn't agree with him. Now, Teishas there says it doesn't mean that he wanted completely uh, suspend Tishabav because that would be uh, completely against the principles of Halacha. Uh, Tishabav was established by the, by the Nevi'im, by the Sanhedrin. You cannot come just at any time and change that. A Bezdin cannot suspend an enactment of a previous Bezdin, especially in the time of the Nevi'im. When they were much greater, uh, greater authority, they had greater authority than the later generations. So Rebbe couldn't just suddenly do away with Tishabov, but it means that he wanted to do it on the tenth instead of the ninth, because Rebbe Echanan said that the, the Beis Hamikdash burned mostly on the tenth, so he wanted to move it from the ninth to the tenth. So Tishas gives this novel pshat. This is not the literal meaning of the words of the Gemara, the Gemara literally says that he tried Laker Tishabov, which literally reads he wanted to completely suspend Tishabov. But Tishabov says we must say that that's not literally meant, it's only meant to say that Rebbe tried to move it to the 10th instead of fasting on the 9th, we should fast on the 10th. Then Rav Abba Barzavde said to him, uh, it was a Talmud. Rebbe, this is not what happened. Rebbe never intended to change the date of Tishabov. It was only a particular year and a particular calendar when Tishabov fell on Shabbos, in which case we moved Tishabov to Sunday. In on that year, Whenever Tishabov falls on Shabbos, Rebbe tried to suspend Tishabov. That there should be no fast that year. Since we're moving it anyways, then um, why not just completely uh, cancel Tishabov for that year? Only for the year when Tishabov falls on Shabbos. And so Rebbe Lazar thanked his student for correcting him. And he said, Tevim ashnaim in echot. Right, it's, it's it's a pasuk in in uh, in Koheles that two, when two people get together and discuss something, better things happen, good things happen because then they can work things out in a better way. The power of two is greater than the power of one. And because I discussed it with you, you corrected me. Now, the Rebbe in a very interesting sikh of Chof of, or maybe it was Shabbos after Chof of, the Rebbe addresses this Gemara. He says, the little words, as I said, the little wording of the text implies that Rebbe was saying initially that Rebbe tried to completely abolish Teshubav. Teshubav says that that doesn't mean literally, but the Lashna Gemara seems to imply that. Then Rebbe Barzav, they corrected him, and he said, Oh, Tevim Ashnaim and Echot. So the Rebbe says, first of all, why is Tevim Ashnaim and Echot? Why did he say two are better than one? 
after all, uh, the correction happened because of one, because his student had the correct version of Rebbe's, of Rebbe's uh, efforts. So that's why they came up with the right version. But it's, we don't see here the power of two. It's ultimately that Rebloza was wrong, and his Talmud had the right, corrected uh, version of what, what happened. Echad means usually that when two people discuss something, each one contributes, and between the two of them, they come out with a, with a better version, with a better result. But here it's not the two. Why is he reading the positive Mashnaim that because we are two, it's, it's in spite of the fact that they were two, but ultimately it's because one of them knew the truth. So why is he using that Pasuk? And the Rebbe explains like this. We know from Chassidus, it's a statement from the Alter Rebbe, and the Rebbe Parachir is the one who cites it, that Nishamas that are very lofty, like Rebbe Shem Bar Yochai, for, for Nishamas like these, there was no Churban, there was no Golas. In other words, they um, eluded the Golas. The Golas didn't affect them at all. They're still living in the same level of divine... <coughs> divine exposure, divine revelation as the Jews experienced in the time of the Temple. For them, the Churban Besamikdash did not affect any change in their relationship with God. They're still living as if in an environment of the Besamikdash, even times of Golas. So he says, Rebbe, we know, the Rebbe says, Rebbe was a Talmud of Rabbi Shemba Yechai. So if Rabbi Shemba Yechai was one of those Nishamas, it makes sense that Rebbe, his Talmud, was also on that level. Since he was a perfect student of Rabbi Shemba Yechai, he must have lived up to his Rebbe's example. So which means that Rebbe was one of those Nishamas to whom the Churban did not exist. It means it didn't affect him spiritually, in the way he connected with Hashem. Because the main purpose of the Choban, the main meaning of the Choban, is not so much that the bricks and mortar were destroyed, it's, it's the spiritual content of the Besamikdash that um, represents the bulk of the tragedy. And in that sense, for those Nishamas, there was no change. The spiritual meaning of the Besamikdash had not changed to them they still experience the same level of divine connection. So therefore, Rebbe wanted to abolish Tisha B'Av. Why? Because he wanted to see everyone in this generation live up to that level. So he said, listen, we can elevate the generation. They should all be like Rebbe Shem Yechai and like Rebbe, and there wouldn't be a need for Tisha B'Av. But the Chachamim didn't agree with him because they saw the reality. The reality is that most people were not on that level, and they weren't meant to be on that level, and therefore we need a Tisha B'Av. That explains the question of Tisha. Tisha says, how could Rebbe abolish Tisha B'Av? It goes against what the Chachamim and the Sanhedrin had established previously. How can Rebbe go against that? The answer is, it wasn't going against what they were doing. They were saying, we need a Tisha B'Av. Given the state the Jewish people were in, we need a Tisha B'Av. If everybody was like a B'Shemeh by Yochai, the Chachamim would never have made a Tisha B'Av because uh, there's no Tisha B'Av. For, them, for those Nishamas, they're still living in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, at least in a spiritual sense.
Rebbe wanted to bring everybody to the level of Shemayachai where there wouldn't be a need of Tishabav. So that's not a contradiction with what was done previously. Previously, there was a need for Tishabav. Now the conditions changed. So then uh, there is no need for Tishabav anymore. Then Rebbe Barzavdi came and says, No, that's not what happened. Rebbe didn't try to, to completely abolish Tishabav. Rebbe was aware that the generation was not on that level. They weren't on the level of Abshem Ba Yochai. For them, there was really a home and they needed Tishabav. But what happened was Tishabav on Shabbos. Tishabav on Shabbos is a whole different matter. Because we know Shabbos is an interesting thing in Alocham. When somebody, God forbid, is an oval, they have seven days of Avelas. Shabbos is part of the seven days. You count Shabbos as part of the seven days. Like say, Yontav not. If Yontav comes in the middle, it's not part of the seven days. But Shabbos is considered one of the seven days of the Avelas. And yet, you don't practice Avelas on Shabbos. So it's a contradiction. It's part of the seven day Avelas. We consider it as part of the seven days, as if the mourner mourned for seven days. But at the same time, you don't physically practice Avelas on Shabbos. It says, it says the Rebbe like this. The Pshat that Shabbos, you don't practice Avelas, is not like we usually think, that Shabbos suspends and overrides the mitzvah of Avelas, because Shabbos is so powerful, so holy, so Shabbos is supposed to enjoy, so it overrides, it overpowers the mitzvah of Avelas on that day. If that were the case, then Shabbos should not have been counted as one of the seven days, because Shabbos is at odds with Avelas, so it's not one of the it shouldn't be one of the seven days. Then you should make up another day after Shabbos in order to make up for the seven days, because Shabbos cannot be part of the seven days. The fact that Shabbos is one of the seven days of Avelas, and yet you don't practice Avelas, it means that Shabbos does not reject the Avelas. It takes the Avelas of that day and transforms it and makes it into a day of Simcha, a day of Einik Shabbos. That's an entirely different concept. So Shabbos has that power to transform a, a, a day of Avelas and make it into a Shabbos day. So the Rebbe says, this is why Rebbe, According to Rabbi Barazavde, the, the, the student who corrected his Rebbe, that Rebbe was trying to take a Yetishibov which fell on the Shabbos. And that he wanted to abolish, because he felt that the power of Shabbos to transform a Velis, that on Tishibov, Tishibov falls on Shabbos, it should be able to completely transform it. And there shouldn't be any, right? We should be any need to. to so to postpone Tishabah for Sunday, because Shabbos does not reject it, it doesn't override it, Shabbos transforms it. So on that year when Shabbos and Tishabah come on the same day, Shabbos transforms the Tishabah. So what happens after that? So this is not where he stopped. What Rabbi Barzavdi was saying, the story that his Rebbe was giving, that Rebbe tried to completely abolish Tishbev, is also true. But he was disagreeing with him on the order of things. First, there was a story with Shabbos and Tishbev. That Shabbos, Tishbev fell on Shabbos, and that's when Rebbe tried to 
um, teach and instruct that on such a year, Shabbos can, has the power to transform Avelos. But with the Koyach of Shabbos in that year, we should be able to overcome every Tishabov. Not only on a Tishabov which falls on Shabbos. The power of Shabbos should give us the strength to always transform Tishabov, elevate ourselves to a level where we can transform the Avelas. And he says, that's what Rabbi Bozal was saying. First, it was Tishabov and Shabbos. And with that power, Rabbi wanted later on to completely abolish Tishabov. So therefore, because it's not that Rabbi Barzavda had the exclusive correct story and his Rebbe was wrong, his Rebbe was also right. But his Rebbe was only right, was only right in the story, but it wasn't right in the order in which it happened. In other words, his student corrected his own Rebbe's version and said that this, what you're telling us about Rebbe happened after there was a year when Tishba fell on Shabbos and Rebbe felt that Shabbos transformed Tishbah, then Rebbe proceeded and said, if that's true, that Shabbos can, can transform Tishbah, then we can completely transform Tishbah, even when it's not on Shabbos, because we have the power of Shabbos in general. Shabbos can transform the Jew in such a level where there's no Tishbah for him. I thought I would share this.